Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well, this is awkward. How you guys doing? Uh, Lindsay is uh, helping out one of our guests here in ju- for just a second, so uh, she'll be back at the mic in just a second as we continue this hour of Saturday night with Lindsay Gensel instead of Esme Murphy. Uh, if your- WCC employees put things back where they were supposed to be, I wouldn't oh. have to go and do oh, that. Oh, that's, that's the excuse. That's the excuse. Um, can we have an on-air show meeting? On-air show meeting, yeah. okay. Yeah. Could you run to Dan Colhane's office and grab a pair of headphones from his um, cabinet? Do you oh, know where that is? Yeah, sure. Sorry. Again, <laughs> if WCC employees put things back where they were supposed to be, I need a pair. I need one more set of headphones. Okay. Thank you. I, I, will, I will help get your guest mics on first, and then we'll continue. Perfect. This is, this is what we call uh, beyond baseball or behind baseball, folks. This is what happens in the dugout when the uh, when the skip is uh, trying to manage the team. We're not talking baseball. I think you just got them a little nervous. Oh, <laughs> I think oh, that I was. Uh, so we'll have an on-air show meeting. Talk really close to your mics. It's very professional in here. I can already feel it. And now we are. I, I'm doing play-by-play now of yeah. of, of what's going on now. There you the, go. Now well, I think sometimes people are actually very interested in what happens behind the scenes. I get asked a lot by people if they can come and see WCCO. They, they they may be interested, but I don't know if we're interested in showing them. That's true. That is <laughs> yeah, a very the interest thing. has to go two ways. All right. So the last time I filled in for Esme, I did this with three guests, and so tonight I have three more guests. Just like an hour of round table. So Derek, I'm going to start with you. I asked each person uh, that is here tonight to. Put together a 140 character bio. Now, I did 140 characters because that is the traditional number of characters you'd get in a tweet. And these are all people that I became friends with because of Twitter. So, Derek, I'll start with you. All right. Credit risk management by day, data science grad student by night, First Avenue member, Minnesota United FC season ticket holder. Novice runner, your really liberal friend. What does a uh, entails with a First Avenue member? So, uh, perks of being a First Avenue member primarily is getting access to tickets to concerts before they go on sale to the public. And First Ave is a pretty special spot. It is a very special spot. If I put you on the spot, best show you've ever seen there. Best show I've ever seen there was Tweety. So Jeff Tweety from Welco with his son. They. They did a record together. After they got done with that set, Jeff Tweedy came out on his own, played stuff from Uncle Tupelo, Wilco. Gary Loris from the Jayhawks came up on stage. They played some stuff from Golden Smog way back. Then they brought the whole band back on. And it was just, it was like a career retrospective for, for Jeff Tweedy. It was. And you phenomenal. knew none of that was coming. Yeah, I just figured they were going to play stuff from the record and maybe a couple Wilco songs, and that was it. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah. All right, so moving on to Nick. Nick, University of St. Thomas graduate. Go Tommies. That's right. You love this station. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Especially in the fall. The first time I met him, what did you tell me about uh, how much you love our coaches show? I love it. Yeah. Tune- I, I do. No, tuning in after the game on Saturdays and Glenn Caruso post game wrap up. And then I love the the broader retro of kind of all of the small college or non D1 colleges in the state of Minnesota. It's just fun football show. He was kind enough. He had extra tickets to the uh, Tommy Johnny game at Target Field, and he let me come as one of his extras, and it was pretty cool. I did cheer for the Tommies. You did, yeah. You, I, I said I'm in full purple. You were emotionally invested. I, it, in was, it was a really fun game. <laughs> I did get emotionally invested. I kind of went. I was like, oh, it was so hot that day. It was. And I was like, oh, yeah, this will be really cool. The first football game at Target Field. I'm in. And I definitely – I was like screaming at the end and it was it was a good time. Okay. So I'll finish your bio here. University of St. Thomas graduate, software development people leader, pizza oracle, consumer of wine, craft beer, and proper old fashions. All right. What's a proper old fashioned? Nothing that they make in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I so apologize it, to any of our Wisconsin listeners. You know, we do stretch over the border. You do. Yeah. I mean, 50,000 watt radio. Yeah. Right. Big deal. But it's it's bourbon, bitters and sugar. You, there should be no muddled fruit. I could live with brandy, cognac, something like that. But I mean, let's keep it classic. Best old fashioned in town. Tough question. Constantine, probably. It's right up there. All right. Yeah. Lizzie is no uh, stranger to WCCO Radio because I booked her multiple times. Lizzie, food marketer, food eater, big hugger, frequent crier, grammar nerd, (laughs) foster dog mom, and no kid hungry advocate. Let's talk foster mom because – Yes, that's the best thing to talk about. I've had to talk you off the ledge a few times so far. There have been a few almost foster fails. It's true. No, Every single dog you've had in your house has almost been a foster fail. That's not true. I had that one puppy. I took her back because she was chewing up everything in my house. I was able to return that one. All the rest have been almost fails. And I actually have one of them back with me right now. So I have the chance to almost fail again except for her new parents might be a little upset by that. Because your friends adopted one of the puppies you had. That's right. Yep. She was the cutest and I was posting about her on Instagram and I started getting all these messages from people being like, oh, this dog you have, she's up for adoption, huh? And I was like, hmm, she goes to a friend of mine. I can still see her. So, I am guilty. She's in my house right now. I'm guilty of of stalking some of my former foster cats on Facebook. Yeah, like I mean, I stalk their their owners because they all post photos. I of mean, them. you would stalk the cats if they had Facebook. Of Absolutely. Their own. Oh yeah, I yeah. follow them on Instagram. I mean, it totally. And it's funny. I actually have an old foster with me right now. That's I, right. I've got Wampus with me. Wampus lived with me for a year and a half. His owner is in Belgium celebrating the holidays with her family. And she's a college student. And I remember what being a college student was like and how much money you don't have. So when she asked if I could take Wampus over boarding him, I said, sure. Yep. And Hallie's parents are headed to Norway. And so she's hanging out with me for the new year. Very cool. Yes. All right. So what this is going to be basically is we've got a couple of minutes here. We're going to get into our first topic before we take our first break. Let's go this one since it's going to be kind of quick. We're going to go to topic number three. 
A Twin Cities personality, important person, media member, Twitter account, whatever it may be that you think is going to have a big 2018, meaning the people listening right now should put this person on their radar and pay attention to what they're doing because something great is going to come in 2018. Now, I love that all of you did prep. <laughs> this is the most prepared I've ever been to appear on WCCO uh, Radio. Well, most of the time I text you and I'm like, I, I need a guest in five <laughs> minutes. Can you talk about No Kid Hungry? Because it is such a great organization and it does so much good. And you're always like, mm-hmm, yep, I'm in my car driving. Yeah, just call. But anyway, Lizzie, why don't you start? Well, I actually have someone on my mind who I met through my work with No Kid Hungry. So perfect segue, Lindsay. Well done. So I'm going to talk about Chef Yia Vang. He is amazing. So this is a chef who came. He was born in Laos. He is of Hmong descent. And, you know, there is a big Hmong population in the Twin Cities. And Chef has really become, in some ways, the voice for that culinary scene on the local level and what I think is starting to become a national level. He doesn't have a restaurant of his own right now. He's been doing pop-ups under the name Union Kitchen. And the food is just this incredible, soulful, like, combination of flavors and spices that you've never tasted unless you grew up in a Hmong household. And he is, like, one of the most articulate, interesting guys. He's happy to talk to you about the way that he came up with his food and the different flavors that he grew up with and his family story. He's found a few ways to kind of get out there this year. He's been doing some recipes for a local crate that people can cook at home. He did a Hmong hot dish recipe, which was amazing. Okay, and that sounds hilarious. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah, it had actual tater tots in it because it's a good hot dish. But then it had, you know, Hmong spices and um, this really great like curry sauce. It was fantastic. And he has also been working with the really, really cool organization called Chef Camp that does a camping trip up um, to northern Minnesota in September. And they have all these chefs come and do cooking over the campfire and foraging and stuff like that. So he's been finding some ways to get um, you know, connected with the local food scene. And I really think that he's going to bring this new cuisine that a lot of people have not yet had the chance to have to a much more prominent stage in 2018. Awesome. Nick, you want to follow that one up? That's a tough one to follow. I know it is. I know it was a good one. But just, just to recap, <laughs> Twin Cities personality, important person, media member, Twitter account that you think is going to have a big 2018 and that our listeners should be paying attention to. Oh, I have no clue. But it's honestly, it's a really tough question. It is a tough for question. Me. Um, wh- who I decided to go with is somebody that I've learned a lot from this year. I don't know how well it answers your question, but I started following uh, Carolinum of Linum Law Offices. Awesome she, follow. Awesome follow. Mm-hmm. So she's hysterical and has great content just from her personal life. But she's been on the front lines defending the rights of human beings all year, I'm sure well before just this year. And obviously that's been a big deal. So I've, I've learned a lot of, about just what's going on because she's there witnessing it firsthand and sharing her experiences and her expertise. And I'm looking forward to just – Experiencing that more in 2018. Her only downside is that she's a Packer fan. <laughs> yeah. But she's kind of a funny Packer fan. So, like, I'll give her that. She's very tongue-in-cheek about it. She is. I'll say this. Following her tweets when she, the um, the travel ban was put into effect and there were people being stopped at MSP and she was there along with some of her colleagues to basically give a voice to people who were coming into the country who were being detained – 
incredibly admirable admirable work because you're you're doing it in a sense of not knowing what is going to happen right and you're there in case something does happen and like you're right following her was during all of that was awesome and i actually got to meet her last week so she lives up like in real life she lives up to her twitter <laughs> i love reputation that. yeah because sometimes in all honesty when you meet someone through social media you never know if they're like that in person. Exactly. And so then you meet someone and you're like, okay, that's she's awesome. So Derek, you get to wrap wrap it up. All right. So in my bio, you mentioned that I am a season ticket holder for Minnesota United. So my Twitter follower to go for is e pluribus lunum, which is a blog that follows Minnesota United. And it is it's staffed by people who do this for love and not for money. Um but a lot of inside scoop on what's going on with the team, sort of outside of you know what's going on with mainstream media. Um, they've followed the team since before joining MLS, so there's a lot of history there. And as a member of, or, you know, as a season ticket holder, and I think of it really being as a member of that community, one of the best um, probably sporting experiences in the Twin Cities right now is going to a Minnesota United game. Um, Rough beginning for the year for the team, but finished off pretty good. High expectations for next year. And that's going to be the place on Twitter where you can really follow what's going on with the team. Before the team was in MLS, I spent about a year as their team reporter when they were in the NASL. Yep. And I can tell you the people in that front office are good, hardworking, dedicated people who were incredibly committed to bringing MLS soccer here to the Twin Cities. And with this new stadium – I'm excited for the day where it all matches up. You know, there's a Saints game in St. Paul, a soccer match in Midway, a Twins game at the end of the light rail, and someone figures out a way to do all of it. You know, oh, perfect like the, triple header, the light rail pub crawl or whatever you want to call it. But it does. You know, the, the teams need to be paying attention. Get me a noon start for the Saints. You know, a midday soccer and a Twins night game and. I think people would really get behind it. I think that would be great. It'd be and, fun. And with some common ownership between United and the Twins, that might be something that could happen. So if you're listening. <laughs> well, we are the new radio home of the Twins, so we're super excited to have them back. We're going to take a very quick break. Again, Lindsay Gensel in for Esme Murphy on this Saturday night. I've got Derek, Nick, and Lizzie in studio, people that I follow on Twitter who have become incredibly close friends of mine. And we are going to go through some topics that I came up here on WCCO. Lindsay Gensel in for Esme Murphy on this frigidly cold Saturday night. I hope wherever you are that you are warm and comfortable and that you are not leaving for the rest of the night because it's bitter cold out there. Got three of my friends in studio. It's not uncommon these days to meet someone and find out that their friends are people that they met on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, one of like the weirdest stories is a friend of mine who met a guy in like a Dave Matthews band chat room like 10 years ago <laughs> and they're like still friends. Is that why you picked that bumper music? It is. I didn't. No. I, I, that was just what we like to call a happy coincidence. Yes. <laughs> it was so well planned. Thank you. Thank you. That was not planned on our end. Uh, so the first topic we did 
Was Twin Cities Personalities, important person, media member, Twitter account, you think is going to have a big 2018 and you should be paying attention to them. Let's go to topic number one, which I know some people were a little overwhelmed by. You've got a friend coming into the Twin Cities next year and money isn't an issue. Plan a day. What would you want them to see and do? Nick, putting you on the spot. I have a lot of questions. Okay. (laughs) So in my bio, it was mentioned that I'm a software development people leader. So we develop software for a living and we are required to ask a lot of analytical type questions when the requirements are unclear. Are you saying that my requirements were unclear? Yeah. Okay. He's also saying he's a nerd. I'm pretty sure that's what that was. So – this is Minnesota. Okay. We have four seasons, mm-hmm. like four glorious seasons in Minnesota that aren't always the same length. No. But in this hypothetical, and I understand maybe I get to pick, mm-hmm. but like what month is it? Okay. Let's say it doesn't matter the month. The, you can pick the month, but it's going to be 6570, clear skies, and perfect. It could be May. It could be a cool day in August. It could be the fall. I'd take that the first week in November. That'd be pretty nice. Okay. Okay. So it's – I like farmer's market season. I I would encourage a friend of mine to travel to Minneapolis and St. Paul during farmer's market season. So let's say it's spring or summer. So something like Mill City Farmer's Market or the St. Paul Farmer's Market is in full effect and you can really experience everything that the local growers and providers have to offer during the best growing months and everything. So we probably – well, first thing would be I get my friend a guest pass to Lifetime Fitness so that we can go and work out and get the day started, right? <laughs> because it's going to be calorie loaded. So, Yeah, I don't know how you do it <laughs> because I've seen some of the excursions you go on when it comes to food. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's all about balance. Okay, so we're we're balancing it out. We're at Lifetime Fitness yeah. and then what are we doing? At 5 a.m. Oh, I know. He's morning person. I don't 6 o'clock on it. Saturdays. Oh, sleeping in. Yeah, that extra hour. (laughs) That's right. So we'll start there, and then we're going to go to either Yo-Yo Donuts in Minnetonka or Patisserie 46 in South Minneapolis for either a donut or a ham and gruyere croissant, something like that. Um, Then we're going to hit a farmer's market. So let's say in this hypothetical we go to Mill City Farmer's Market and grab a pizza, some bread, I don't know, vegetables, whatever your favorite things are, right? And enjoy this glorious 65-degree perfect kind of of morning. Uh, Check out the Stone Arch Bridge, walk over that to St. Anthony, Maine, kind of experience all of that. Probably walk up to Cafe Alma for some coffee. And I don't know what time it is now, maybe – Nine in the morning. (laughs) I'm definitely still asleep. Yeah, I'm still in bed at this point. (laughs) I have no idea. The day can get out of control very quickly. Um, Lunch, you know, if if we're going to go back down and there's no travel limitations, I'd love to bring my friend to World Street Kitchen for lunch and get a Bangkok burrito. Just sounds fun. Uh, The afternoon from there could be spent doing anything outdoors uh, because it's Minnesota, we experience this sub-zero temperature all too much. So we'll spend it outside, one of the lakes. Harriet's a favorite of mine. Probably find our way to, you said money's no object, probably Young Joni for dinner. 
and the back bar for drinks. Something like that. Sounds nice. That's a good day. I've not been to Young Joni yet, and I know I was supposed to go with you lovely humans uh, for our holiday gathering. And I, of course, had our work party. And so I went to that, and I wish I had kind of gone to Young Joni, but I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm going to pretend like the food was really good at our Christmas party. Who wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say where we were. I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but Young Joni would have been a much better endeavor. All I right. must say uh, at this point in time that uh, Lindsey Ginzel's comments do not reflect those of CC- <laughs> You were not there. The new intercom uh, endeavor that yeah, we were on. Yes. Right? No, it was a SAG-AFTRA holiday party, so it was fine. Which I should have probably been there at, but eh, whatever. Eh, anyway. Uh, Lizzie, what do you got? So I didn't plan out a full day's itinerary. I just have a few things I would highlight. Um, and the first is I would definitely take anyone who is visiting me from out of town to Midtown Global Market. I feel like this is just an absolute underappreciated gem of Minneapolis, and it's something that I've never seen anything like in any other city that I've visited. So I would definitely either go there for a meal or if we had time and everything lined up properly, they do the most amazing cooking classes there. There's one that I particularly like called Cooking the Market where you just wander around to all the different ethnic food stands and groceries and find um, ingredients that inspire you, bring them back, and they will design a whole menu around whatever ingredients you have found, and then you get to cook with the group. So that's a crazy hidden gem. I've I know never it's heard so about much that. fun. Well, of course, I my like notorious story is that I volunteered at Midtown Global Markets cooking classes for years, and I know my way around that kitchen, and managed to cut my hand open so badly I needed stitches the first time I went there to actually take a class as a student. <laughs> But the good thing is it's connected to Alina Hospital. So, you know, <laughs> another reason if you're not the, uh, not, the, not the smoothest person on earth, which I have occasionally been accused of. I, I know nothing No, that. I've seen the size of bruise on your leg. <laughs> My goodness. It's icy out there. Yes. But yes, Midtown Global, totally amazing. You can get any kind of cuisine. You can go to the Salty Tart and get incredible baked goods. You can get something from Manny's Tortas. You can get, you know – Asian food from all over the world. You can get really incredible Indoritos from Hot Indian, which I have to think is one of a kind. So lots of good stuff there. Um, and if if we're assuming it's summer, one of the things that I love most about Minneapolis, St. Paul, is all the free concerts in the summertime. Pretty much every night of the week, there's a free movie and free music. Um, I know Nick mentioned Lake Harriet. That's kind of near my house. I love going to the free concerts there. Or really anywhere around the Twin Cities. So would hit one of those up. Or if money is no object, would probably go see something at the Palace, um, that fabulous new theater that reopened in downtown St. Paul or First Ave or any of those. Um, I'm sure Derek probably has that on his list as well. Oh, definitely. So. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do this. Let's take a quick break and then we'll get to Derek and mine. It is the you have a friend coming into the Twin Cities next year. Money's not an issue. Plan a day. What would you want them to see and do? And you can chime in 81807. Our text line is open all night. If you've got a a gem that we aren't mentioning that we should be adding to our list for travel recommendations, please share that with us. I'm Lindsay Gensel. I'm in for Esme Murphy from now until 9 tonight. Happy.
Happy Saturday evening. It's Lindsay Gensel filling in for Esme Murphy. She's enjoying some much-needed time off. Did you see her puppy? She got a puppy for Christmas. If you have not seen a picture of it, my goodness, it's a German wire hair. It is cute. If if you could see me in the studio right now, I'm leaning back because of all the enthusiasm and excitement coming from the face of one Lindsay Gensel right now. Puppies. Leaning back. Puppies, kitties, and babies that aren't coming home with me are my favorite thing. I need my sunglasses to, to the brightness. <laughs> oh, anyway, she's enjoying some much-deserved time off. You may have heard me Monday through Friday. I hang out with Chad Hartman and Adam Carter from noon to three. Our gang will be back together on Tuesday Mike Max in for Chad on Monday. So I've got some of my Twitter friends here, Derek, Nick, Lizzie, people I straight up met through Twitter and have become parts of my daily life. I would share some more about that, but it would get us all in trouble. So we're just going to go right back to the topic at hand, which was you have a friend coming into the Twin Cities next year and money is not an issue. Plan a day. Derek, where are you sending them? All right. So – the one remark I always get when people visit from out of town, especially during the warm months, everyone's outside. It's the days like today that make you really appreciate the summers that we have. So I think a big part of being a Minnesotan in the summer and the warmer months at least is being outside. So um, and go a little bit outside the cities here and I would want to go to Afton State Park and St. Croix Bluffs Regional Park. Just gorgeous views. And if we're taking your sort of maybe early fall timeline here, um, the foliage is just completely worth it. Walk ourselves silly, have picnics while we're out there. Um, But, of course, coming back into the city, we're going to have to end the night at First Ave. There's just – there's something about – hearing music there that I've never experienced anywhere else. Um, there's the history, obvious. Um, everyone is aware of Prince and, you know, if you're more in the punk scene with Husker Du and Soul Asylum and the replacements. Um, but the bands that come in, they really revere that history. And the shows they put on, there's just an extra something that goes on uh, at First Avenue. If you've not been or you haven't been for a long time, it's worth it. You just you need to you need to make that trek out there. Um, so that's that's where I'd end up my day. But you know, Minnesota, you got to be outside when it's warm. Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. I even got in a like a run outside on Christmas Eve morning. Like afternoon, and it was like twenty and sunny, and my you know my mom wrapped the scarf around my head like the little kid from a Christmas story, <laughs> and I got out and I did like four miles. But the sunshine, man, it it there is something to be said about getting some sunshine in the middle of winter. Oh yeah, vitamin D definitely. Okay, so mine is a little bit different, and because I was very lucky, I grew up. We had a cabin up north, and I think anyone who comes to Minnesota should come at a time when they can experience cabin life because it really is something extraordinary. And I'm not going to talk about the neighborhood, the area that I had a cabin in. We were right north of Mille Lac, so it was an easy drive from the Twin Cities. I'm going to cheat because I'm the one that came up with the topic. I would say I would want a long weekend for those people at this beautiful place called Crane Lake. It is on the border of Minnesota and Canada. Like it's at the head of the boundary waters. Half the lake, well, like the, the lake connects to a bunch of different lakes that are near Voyagers National Park. 
So you drive through these little canals and you get into the lake where half the lake is in the United States and the other half is Canada. And it is the most beautiful part of the state I've ever seen. And I was lucky enough to go up there with a, a, a close friend from college and experience their life out there because their cabin is on an island. So everything you bring out, you're coming on a boat. And it was just so different than ours where you know you loaded up the minivan and drove up to the cabin for a short weekend. Because when you're driving up there, that's a trek. You are going up and you're sticking around for a couple of days and it was perfect. So that would be mine. I've actually never – explored Afton area. Yeah. And I need to. Yeah. And I picked that because it's close. I would definitely take your day. I will go up to that cabin. We should go. We'll go. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. So the one that I want to get to because the reason we're all friends is because we love food. In fact, we'll just like go back to the first day that I showed up at your dinner because (laughs) you guys had been having dinners together for a while. And I got invited by our friend Aaron – And I walked in and I didn't really know anyone. I knew Lizzie and we were at Red Rabbit and I just kind of like plunked down and was like, all right, I'm going to force you guys to be friends with me. And food I think is such a strong part of the Twin Cities right now because there are so many restaurants that people talk about. So what I said to you is I wanted the top five places to eat and drink in the Twin Cities but places that you actually go, meaning obviously Bellacore and Spoon and Stable are at the top of a lot of people's lists. I can't afford to go there, like on a regular basis. So I want to know, like, where are you going? What should people be paying attention to? And you can throw one of those big ones in there by all means. I have not been lucky enough to go to either of them yet. So it's on a list for sure. So I, wa- I want to hear. Lizzie, I'll start with you because you are the – we'll just say the queen of food in the room. Oh, thank you. I like that. So my number one is St. Dinette, which is over in Lower Town St. Paul right across from the St. Stadium. And the great thing about that is you can go there if you're in the mood for a burger, and they have probably the best burger in town. It's up there with the parlor burger. I don't want to start a debate, but it's really remarkable. Or you can go there and have like a multi-course menu with really interesting pastas and fish, and it's just this incredibly diverse menu with super fun, you know, different influences from all up and down the uh, Mississippi River. That's kind of their very loose theme. And also really great cocktails. I think that's one of the places we've all gone as a group for dinner. And, just and I, I, I can't emphasize enough the burger, the burger. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they it's make, so good. They make cheddar cheese melt in a way that is impossible. They make their own cheese. It's it is so, so good. good. Yes. So good. It's really one of my favorite places and definitely worth a splurge. But like I said, it's kind of what you make of it. You can go there for just a burger. It's not crazy expensive. They also do a really, really gorgeous brunch. So that's probably been number one on my list pretty close to since they opened, which is maybe two or three years ago. So that's definitely a favorite of mine. My go-to kind of I need somewhere to work. I need a quick bite for lunch. I need a little treat is Rose Street Patisserie in Linden Hills. I have been going there a ton lately. I live over in that area that's kind of right where Linden Hills meets St. Louis Park. And this place is just an absolute gem. It's quiet and beautiful. And oh, by the way, has an internationally recognized pastry chef running the place. So the desserts are just these little sculptural pieces of art. And they have amazing coffee. They're doing a cinnamon cardamom seasonal latte right now that I had the other day that was just to die for. And they have really good sandwiches and 
very millennial avocado toast and they make their own bread. And it's just a great place you can go upstairs of this little hidden loft. And I will often take my laptop and just hide out up there with a really good cup of coffee and a pastry and just be super happy. I love it. Nick, you want to go next? Sure. I've got a really short and sweet list. That's fine. Short and sweet is good. So My list is I'm, super long, so I'm making space for yours here. I'm a, I'm a simple man when it comes right down to it. I love pizza. I love burgers. And I don't stray too far from that. Um, so Pizzeria Lola is number one. I probably spend more time and money there than just about any other restaurant in town. Anne's work, I mean, they've been open seven-ish years now or something. She just makes incredible pizza and then her vegetables, whether it's the regular ones on the menu or the seasonal, are every bit as good as the pizza in their own right. And it's kind of – when you think about it, to some people it might seem like an odd combination, pizza and, and veggies being your specialty. Right. But it's it's really what it is. It's a celebration and Anne's talked about this a lot in every interview she's ever done. It's a celebration of everything that she experienced growing up in her family's kitchen um, as a, a – immigrant from Korea and and just it's everything she loves and she shares it with all of her guests at the restaurant. So that's pretty cool. And you can feel that love in the food. Um, and then a mile, maybe less than a mile east of there is Red Wagon Pizza. So I spent a lot of time there too. Um, great beer menu among other things. And obviously the pizza is fantastic. Tin Whiskers Brewing in St. Paul, Constantine Bar for drinks. And then, you know, I, I was leaving my fifth spot open. I'm going to call a little bit an audible here, but I love Stewart's on Cleveland Avenue in St. Paul. It's the old 128 Cafe. Their fries are completely different and as good as, as any fries that anybody's doing in town. Um, and the happy hour is phenomenal. And this is a major statement because Nick has opinions about fried potatoes. Yeah, yeah. I was really surprised you brought tater tots up earlier. This is a point of contention <laughs> in this group. <laughs> We we don't fight about much, but when we when we do fight, it's about potatoes. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay, so we're not going to go there. We don't have enough time. Derek, I want to hear your list. All right. So actually, big part of me getting into this group um, was me lamenting that I hadn't really experienced the restaurant scene in the Twin Cities. So Lizzie was kind enough to say, hey, we should do something. St. Dinette chimed in on Twitter said, come to us for tacos. That's right. Aaron and I wanted tacos and St. Dinette was like, come here, eat our tacos. And they are really good there. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing was they were about to take the tacos off the menu. That's right. They left them on just so that we could go in. Yeah. <laughs> they so, were worried about Derek because he's from the suburbs. He didn't really have any opportunity to eat this delicious food. So we had to take care of him. Yes. Um, <laughs> so – Went for the tacos, stayed for the cheeseburger at St. Dinette. Just absolutely phenomenal. Um, we brought it up earlier, Young Joni. Um, recently, I think they just like top restaurant in the Twin Cities. I think we we're lucky enough to get in when we did, even though it took four months to get in. Um, if you have a smaller group, it's probably a little bit easier to get in before that. Um, pizza, absolutely phenomenal. But beyond that, the atmosphere there. If you want to go with a group, there's so many people that are there, but you're able to have conversations around the table and you're not blocked out by anyone else talking. Like you can actually have good conversations at your table, hear what's going on. 
um, just beautiful thing. I can't remember the last time I was at a restaurant that was that busy where I didn't have to shout to be heard across the table. Really? It was, it was That's different. Super comfortable. They nailed the acoustics in that space. It's, it's just, just beautiful. Excellent. It doesn't look like any other restaurant in town. It's I, really, I don't even know where it is. It's in Northeast, right by Dangerous Man. Okay. Okay. I got to get there. Is there, Are you done? Is that your list? Um, so, all right. So for you suburbanites out there, my... <laughs> My go-to sushi. Hey, we live close to each other. Yep. My go-to sushi is Sakana, so Plymouth and Wyzetta. Um, both the locations there. I think they opened one in Rogers as well. Um, sushi Chef is absolutely phenomenal. I'll just come in and I'll ask him, what do you want to make today? And I've had the most phenomenal things, just chef making on the spot for me. Um, so if you are a sushi fan, I highly recommend it. And it is rare to get recommendations outside of Minneapolis-St. Paul, in all honesty. Like the the suburban scene. I mean, Wyzetta has great restaurants, but the price point for most people is – I mean, it's, you're, you're paying because it's on the lake. Right. Yeah. All right. So we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, I challenge them each to find a random topic to discuss. So we're going to take the last few minutes of this break to go over – what those these weirdos and their brains came up with. I'm a little nervous, but I think we'll be able to do it without too much damage. It's 7.50. That is your McCarthy Auto World time check. Save up to $12,000 on new GMCs and up to 13000 on new Buicks during the year-end closeout sale at McCarthy Auto World. Radio.com. Lindsay Gensel in for Esme Murphy. We're going to get right into it because I have some special guests in studio and I gave them a challenge of finding a random topic to discuss. A little nervous because I know what happens in our private messages. I've got Lizzie, Derek, and Nick in the house. Nick, why don't you start? Because you were actually very excited about this. I, I was in a joking oh. manner. Oh. I, I wasn't really that excited to talk about deviled eggs, to be honest. <laughs> um, although I now you're in. Although now I do, now we're in. I do love them, and I had several of them this afternoon before going out to shovel the driveway, which was left over from the little dusting that we had yesterday. Um, but no, not that passionate about the subject. Okay, honestly, other than I love them and I grew up eating them by the handful, basically. Um, Deviled eggs. Yeah. Nick approves of deviled eggs. What yeah. makes a good deviled egg? I have no idea. I've never made a good one myself. I mean, obviously, you have to to hard boil the egg properly, and then you need to get the the yolk extracted and mixed with the right combination of mayonnaise and whatever else you put in there. It's it's usually just a lot of mayonnaise. Yeah. But, um, no, my I grew up loving my my mom's um, older sister, my aunt, just killed it every family gathering. So it's tough to beat. I want, I want to know your thoughts on this. So um, my boyfriend's parents neighbor is uh, Swedish. I hope I'm saying yeah, Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you struggling to pronounce Swedish? What's no, happening no, no, no. I, just, I can't remember if he's from Norway or Sweden. I think it's you Sweden. don't want to mess those up I know. in the state. No, I know. That's true. That's the issue. Yeah. Anyway, I love you, Carl. He made deviled eggs and put – uh, smoked salmon and caviar on top, and no one else liked them but me, and I thought they were amazing. I'd eat that. It was good. Yeah. It was really good. All right, Derek, what was your random topic you were hoping to discuss? All right, I'm going to cheat a little bit. Uh, I'm going to take one of the things I was really proud of for the state this oh, year. Oh, good. Um, and little Tommy Pride here. Um, 
St. Thomas opened up the Doherty Family College this year, which is a two-year degree program for underprivileged students who primarily first-generation college um, who don't really have the mentors in their life that would guide them through what they need to do. Um, It's a way to get a two-year degree with very little to no student debt whatsoever. All of the credits are transferable to a public four-year university or college in Minnesota, also transferable to most of the private universities in the state as well. Um, It's modeled after a program from Loyola University in Chicago called the Arupe College. Um, I just think it's a phenomenal way for St. Thomas, which is in a really privileged place, to give back to the community, especially for people who could not afford a St. Thomas education. Which is a lot of people because it is a very expensive school to go to. But no, I'd say, I agree with you. I love that. Der- Derek is the nice one in the group. Like, let's just be honest. <laughs> Everyone else would have been like self-promoting. And Derek is like, look, we're helping people. He's the dad. I know. Well, that's I, true. Yes. That is true. Nick is wearing his head-to-toe Tommy purple, though. I know. It's very he impressive. He's it thematic. Have, All right, Lizzie, socks. we got a minute left. What okay, is yours? So I tried to think of something super unexpected that you guys wouldn't think that I would come up with. And my topic is video. Video games. Ooh, so because my boyfriend has gotten me very into video games this year, which I would have never seen coming. And there's this game in particular that's the first one he ever introduced me to and got me to play called Cuphead. It is in the style of like Steamboat Willie and the old Disney cartoons from the 1920s and 30s. It is like a work of art. I've never seen anything like it. They recorded original big band music with like a 20-piece orchestra and all of the game design is done by hand-painted watercolors. I don't know, even if you're not a gamer, because I'm not, but I'm learning to be one, I think it's worth checking out just as like an artistic statement. It's really, really cool and a lot of fun to play. Well, that was unexpected. I was not expecting that. I try. I try, guys. I was going to do books and then I was like, "Mm, they'll see that coming. Yeah, the woman with a book tattoo. I would be really shocked (laughs) by that. All right. Oh, a good little roundtable. Lizzie, Derek, and Nick, appreciate you coming in. We'll be back with more next hour here on WCCO. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.